Welcome to Talking in Stations. This is Sunday, 27 November, 2022, with myself, Nick Bison, and CSM 17, Kenneth Feld. Appreciate you being here, Kenneth. <laughs> Welcome to Amateur Hour at Talking in Stations here, where Nick and I are muddling through this to try and bring you guys a show. What we're going to kind of look at today is we want to talk industry. Hasn't been done in a little bit on here. And so we figured we've got the, the two farthest extremes of industry happening here. Me, the little tiny guy. And then we got Kenneth on the other side, which for lack of a better term is going to be the hyper big. And the changes we've gone through, where we came from, where we're at, and just kind of, you know, how it all happened. Kenneth, you want to take through just the beginnings of the history of this? Oh, could you hear me? Yeah, hold on. I was hearing you through... Oh, no, I can only hear you through the Twitch, not through... Not through your mic anymore? Or your headset? That's... Like Kenneth mentioned earlier, this is a bit of an amateur hour. But we're gonna we'll get this straightened out. Okay, okay, I'm good now. Yeah, when I when I changed from the green room to recording, it turned my headphones off. Ah, okay. So, what I was asking okay. is, you know, to kind of start from, you know, the the history of the massive industry changes we've run into, which I guess started all the way back at the end of nineteen with scarcity, and then the phases we've gone through to where we're at. Yeah, correct. Yeah, sometime around the end of 2019, they started basically pulling back. There was just a one little blurb, and they removed Veldspar and Spod from all Nullsec, and they reduced the amount of asteroids that were in the anomalies by roughly 50% across the board, somewhere a little bit more, some a little bit less. But they basically started pulling back on the amount that people could hoover every day. And then these are the these are the nullsec or uh, anomalies that just instantly respawned. They put timers on them and this kind of stuff. But basically, if you had enough systems, the ore was pretty much infinite. And then you had ore coming from moons, so they took the standard ore away from the moons as well. But they didn't touch moon goo. They left moon goo alone. They just removed all of the standard ore off of moons and really cut back on the resources. Uh, across the board. And then they did a DNA change so that uh, basically all the ores, what you got from reprocessing was all different. And that was kind of the, the, the first part of scarcity. And that was just simply due to, since the age of Rorquals, there was just, people had so many minerals piled up in their hangers that... It, it just nothing mattered anymore. Like, oh, I'm going to go out. I'm going to lose 200 dreads. Yeah, yeah, no big deal. Five minutes later, here's all your new dreads. Have a nice day, right? So there was no no downside to, to losing them, essentially. Well, then they went completely to the opposite end of the spectrum where you start this scarcity thing. And although you had your stockpiles you could replace them with, it would take you about 47 years to mine enough to build another dread. So you had what you had, but that was all you had. There was also a, a huge, when they announced that scarcity, well, excuse me, it was a little later when that huge last minute building bust hit before the change on the cap. So that was in April of 2021. The dev blog came out in March, and I think there was four weeks, might have been five weeks. It was it was it was fairly quickly, but it was done on purpose that they were going to change the reprocessing, and they were also going to change the bill of materials or how you build capitals. So capitals were now going to start requiring whole gas. They were going to require R4 goo. They were going to require composite goo. They also changed the general composition of the capital components from being titanium heavy down to pyrite heavy. So, and this was, 
this was it was kind of funny to a certain degree because CSM kind of knew the next step, but we didn't know two or three steps ahead. So when the first change came out and Tritanium was only going to be available on HiSec, everybody's like, oh my God, all the NullSec groups are going to have to have HiSec people just to mine the Tritanium for them so they can build Titans. And then by the time the second domino fell, then it was like, oh, no one needs Tritanium because Pyrite is the new source. Oh, Pyrite comes from NullSec still a little bit and R4 Moongoo. Oh, so we're good. So then it was the next, I don't even remember what the next thing was. It was, it was always my hair is on fire because of X, but it was all transitory. So anyway, back to your point, during this April of 2021 change, it basically put scarcity onto the blueprints. It was nearly impossible to build anything bigger than a battleship, period. Across the board, just, it, I mean, you could do it, but it was, I mean, it, it, it wasn't it was, worth it. It was horrendously expensive. And Correct. From, Correct. Now, from your side, it was still possible, but it was now got really expensive. From my side, who I was kind of making a, a fair living off of bowheads and orcas in high sec, that came to a screeching halt because I can't get everything I need within my little core anymore. So I needed to start looking for outsources. So how much did that hit you? It 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 did, but it didn't. So we'll we'll, we'll stick with the freighters because the freighters and the jump freighters were special snowflakes because they they go boom so much, right? So when when it first came down, of course you couldn't build them just like the bowheads. It, it just you just couldn't build them. But because there's so much ganking going on, the reserves got used up quickly. So they were the first things to turn the corner and you had to build fresh ones at the new price just because people needed them. I mean, there was a couple days in Jita where there was less than 10 jump freighters for sale of all four races combined, right? So people had to build them and they just charged what it cost them to to build, you know, I mean, it, you know, the price went up and that was just the, the new price of doing business. And they kept getting exploded because you still have to use them. People get caught on gates, war decks, whatever, or ganking. And, and that was the, that was the end of it. Now, as that started, I think you kind of fell into your new role in the industry. You started looking around like, Hey, we have all these new blueprints. And we have all these new things we have to do. Yeah, people aren't building this stuff up here, but people are still building the stuff down here. And you still need this over here. And oh, by the way, here's this new thing over here. Wonder what that's about. And kind of go through your process of how you looked at that and how you overcame and adapted there. Well, in, in my particular case, <clears throat> I looked at it and went, there's just no way it's going to be profitable for me right now, even with Orca, Cap Components, and Bowhead BPOs researched all the way out for this to be profitable because of acquisition of material. And I looked at it initially, and I'm like, well, let me let this play out. And because this affects Battleship and up pretty much, I just went from Battlecruiser down and then all the warships that I, you know, non-Bowhead and Orca on that side. And that became my initial focus. I was one of those folks that did have a pretty good stockpile of minerals, but the need for specifically the warships turned into a little bit of a cash cow for me. Even though I'm still mining my little R4 moon, that was a side action uh, at that point. And just producing, you know, because with the state of high sec, you're always going to need mining barges. So that, and along with the, oh, they just lost the porpoise, is another good seller, you know, because they, they're out there, they're used, they're not that tough to build. And... Uh, you know, so I just basically had to adjust how I did things. That 
and then move more to a ice mining off of my regular used to be uh, belt mining and moon mining still do that but ice for fuel blocks fuel blocks are just a good seller with all these other folks plopping down a uh, little little athenors in high sec did you ever get into making any of the parts that came out or doing any of the reactions or was that a little outside of your reach due to having to go to low sec yeah, overall, out of my reach, I, I did buy all the freaking blueprints and research them up because I just can't help myself. But my initial and thought was this is going to open opportunity of my R4 moons selling the compress, well, later on compressed, but initially the goo to different bigger builders well that really was kind of a pie in the sky but what that did open up is for the you know mid to smaller builders that are actually working in low sec groups already that became an avenue to sell off my you know my r4 and you know in exchange here and there would be the parts i want in order to build an orca again so Kind of a little bit not as big of a relationship as I initially thought I was going to get, but there's a couple of the you know smaller groups that deal in null that have little reaction farms that this has worked out fairly nicely. Good, good. Okay, so now we're kind of moving on a little bit. That industry change came, uh, and we we both reacted to it. Basically, I shut down other than Tech 2. At the time, it was just, you know, build more munins, and, you know, that was it, pretty much. So then you get around, and we're coming up on the end of 2021. And all of a sudden, hey, there's a mining rebalance coming out. Well, what's this mining rebalance thing you're talking about? Oh, crap. Rorquals are getting nerfed even more. Oh, man, oh, that's the end of the world. But all these shiny barges that haven't been used since prior to the age of the Oracle are all getting dusted off again, and people are trying to figure out what skills they need to fly them and how they can shift from Oracles to mining barges. And all of a sudden, uh, the old Hulk roared up again, and green skin or whatever showed up. I don't know. You and I probably remember the original Hulk. TV show, but they uh, they became top of the heap, right? So once and, again, and the Mackinaws were quite good as well. All, all of them got a huge buff, and the reach on those things and the and the throughput because you don't have the speed of the drones to deal with and this kind of stuff. They all became monsters overnight. Oh well, we have all this newfound mining power. Well, but there's no ore out there. Oh, wait a minute. Everything's going to be doubled. Holy crap. So there's going to be twice as, twice as much of everything. Oh, but now there's this wastage factor that's getting thrown in there. Oh, that's going to be the end of the world. Everything's going to go to waste. We're not going to have anything left for anybody. Oh, the world's ending again. And that was kind of the third domino or fourth domino by this point. Whatever. I don't know. Some domino in the middle that. Uh, that fell and you know it was the next ending of of the world which happens about every year and eve for something well, they, with with that they they changed the the blueprint scream on crystals which i think was one of the nicer changes to where i didn't no longer needed you know every ore type i you know i i can just get by in high sec with the ubiquitous for moon ores because that's all that's going to be available up there, and the same for some of the commonors. It took me, I would say, the better part of three months to get that pushed through. All of the CSM was for it, and I, I don't want to put too many words in their mouth, but I don't think a lot of them fully understood what I was trying to do, but they weren't against me. They just they couldn't help a whole lot in certain areas. Well, and, I think uh, a lot of them probably hadn't been out in a barge 
mining a field with, you know, half a dozen different types of crystals in their hold. And what a pain in the backside that turned into regularly. But, and also on the production side, and, and that's just for the established players. For the new players coming in the game, the skills to use the crystals and, oh, I'm, I'm mining Veldspar in this belt in high sec. I just got my fancy new retriever. Oh, I want to mine, I want to mine Scordite. And, oh, that's a whole different crystal. Oh, okay, back to training again, right? And like you said, now pretty much all of high sec is covered under one group. You train that group and you can use any of the crystals. The other thing that people probably don't remember from the Wayback Machine is if you were mining in high sec, or you mining anywhere, really, and you had a crystal in for Tritania or for Veldspar, and then you switched over to Scordite, all it did was mine incredibly slow and destroy your Veldspar crystal. It didn't, it didn't, it didn't tell you, hey, you got the wrong crystal, dummy. You know, now they put in the checks that if you have a Veldspar crystal and you shift over to a Scordite rock and you hit the F1 button to try and mine, it says, nope, sorry, wrong crystal. So now there's a check there and you can actually change the crystal and get your full, a full yield. And you also don't destroy the crystals prematurely by using the wrong crystal on the wrong ore and getting very little ore in return. Well, that and with the, uh, the wastage and the types of crystals, A, B, and Cs, a lot of folks were very concerned about that. And so, you know, naturally, because I'm a nerd, I went out with four different Mackinaws, you know, one with T1 strips and then three with T2s with A, B, and C in them to actually see what it's going to mean to my particular play style. Where it settled out for me is, you know, a lot of folks like the B. You get a higher yield, it's very nice, short time. I like the A's because when I get to play, I've got the time and I want to get as much as I can. So I'm willing to spend a little more time with a little less wastage and a little less overall yield. And that's just my particular play style. A lot of the folks I mine with bring bees because they like, you know, getting it more now because I've only got an hour. I need to get out there, get what I can and and move on. So that wastage has not turned into the nightmare I thought it was going to be initially. Yeah. I don't know if you remember those shows of me trying to explain math to people. And also, too, the, you know, the wastage came out and it was one thing. And then a week later, it was basically totally turned on its head. And then the numbers shifted a couple times. And the, and the math involved in that was absolutely chaotic there for about a two-week period. But I, I think you're right. In the end, it, all it is is a little squiggly line on a graph. And no one even thinks or cares about it anymore other than, the only thing I really hear about it now is, oh, it's a bad mechanic. Okay, I, I don't get to decide the mechanic or the names of stuff, right? It was it was shoved down our throats. We get what we get. We try and make the best of a bad thing. And as far as it taking ore off the table or anything like that, I think it's mainly just a, a squiggly line on a graph. The only time most of the null set groups are 64s, are pretty much A types only. Other than that, most groups allow A's or B's, and a lot of it depends on how often you mine. You know, like if a moon pops and you only have 48 hours to yank it, then if you got X number of people and they have to pull X amount an hour and B's still won't get you to mine out the moon, then use bees and get what you can get, as you were saying, as opposed to leaving some there on the tree when the tree goes poof, right? So it's more of a finite resource versus a, a, a abundant resource. If you have something that's abundant, just use bees and, and get what you can get. If it, it, As you get closer to the finite side of it, assuming you have the time, then kind of A's are the answer. Yeah, two, two things. One of the things I did on my little moons is 
the stabilization rig give me another 24 hours so instead of 48 i got 72 hours to get it that keeps me using my a's lets me invite friends over you know that maybe don't work you know that their time frame they can play is a little different so that works out and the other change on the wastage if i remember correctly initially wastage was came out before you got your ore and that got flipped to you got your ore and then the wastage took effect and that actually made calculating what you were doing a little easier as you're watching what what it did is it made the last bits of ore not an exercise in in hitting f1 over again so once you got down to the last couple hundred units as you scrolled around if say you were down to 100 units and you were going to get 200 and wastage is going to be 40 or something if the 40 came off first only 60 would end up in your cargo hold now the whole 100 would end up in your cargo hold and there would none left for wastage so that was that was the main reason for that it did clean up a lot of the other calculations that was kind of like a good side benefit but the big thing was at the very end of the moons or very end of the rocks it made it much it made it less disheartening for people who got a full cycle in and poof the rock went nothing went in their cargo cuz everything went to to wastage yeah well, one of the folks in chat there is asking if the c type gives a suspect timer and i'm almost positive that answer is no yeah it it was supposed to at first i think uh, I really don't suspect timers is one of those things that don't yeah the way that it happens isn't I don't know I, I don't know what I can say about it but it's not as clean as oh just give someone a suspect timer so but type C crystals are being used even more than I expected them to be used there is quite a bit of of uh, hmm, how do we say this nicely on a clean show screw you jerk and deleting a bunch of ore i I was i was really surprised when i saw some of the initial graphs for the c-type usage well that would be interesting you kind of seeing that on a graph because i was looking at it as a a semi-offensive or denial tool that folks could use um right and i didn't think it was going to be that prevalent outside of let's screw their industry over so we can take over this area yeah it's 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 it, they're a lot more prevalent than what i thought they were ever going to be i don't think the the monthly economic report it only shows the graph of of you know just how much waste there is it doesn't show the the actual breakdown of the crystals but it's it's the the actual breakdown that the csm gets to see is is a, lot more a little, little more refined. Yeah, yeah. Fair enough, fair enough. All right, so where'd we go after that? When the uh, they started loosening up, they added more ore back in. We got right. crystal changes. Oh, one other thing I want to talk about, too. The, the, the two things that go along with that is the initial changes to the porpoise and the expedition frigates were lackluster at best. And I lobbied hard. And I, I said this from the get-go. I wanted the porpoise to be day-tripping, wormhole, gas-like support ship, right? That's the way that I saw it. They're, they're nimble. They're decently quick. You know, it, it's a good ship for that. And so the Venture, the porpoise got the gas compression module and got bonuses I mean, that that to me is, you know, you get a group of four or five guys with a porpoise and a, and a couple ventures, or I forget what the other names of the expedition frigates are. But endurance a, and something else. Prospect. Prospect, yep. Yeah. So you get a couple of those, you can go in a wormhole. You can, for, for a high-sec group that, that delves into the wormhole for the day, you can make quite a bit of isk just pulling out the gas. And I buy a lot of gas from those groups. The high set groups that just just go into the wormhole for the day type thing. Now it's certainly risky, but if you lose everything, you're out. You know, hundred hundred fifty million isk. 
I mean, it's not like it's a, a great loss there for the return that you could possibly get out of it, right? Yeah, if you lost the whole fleet of Porpoise and Four Ventures, that's 150 tops with fittings. So, right. yeah, you're not in bad, you're not in a bad space because if you supped up the gas available, you're damn near going to have that in your hold leaving the area. So, right. a couple of successful trips in, in a wormhole and you're looking fine. Yeah. So, so that was the one change. The other change was the industrial jump portal that allowed the Rorquals to bridge and or portal jump a group of mining ships. That's been asked for forever. And it, 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 that was probably one of the most looked forward to features. I, I'm like everybody else. I'm sorry I got delayed a month. But the reason for the delay, I don't know if I can talk about yet, but uh, it, it was definitely necessary. They couldn't make it work as is, but in their defense, they did it right, and and it's not a dead-end feature anymore. We'll leave it at that. So, is it getting used? I, I mean, is it a... a oh, my God, yes. Yeah. At least in NullSec, holy crap, is it getting used. Yeah, because now you don't have to bring Titans out. You can bring, so like when when PL mines, we mine out of a Sadio and out of a Keepstar. Keepstar's no big deal, but to log in my Titan and put it on a Sadio over a weekend when you know we have a lot of barges out, people are hunting, just not the safest thing in the world. But instead, I can just undock my Rorqual and bridge people off the Rorqual, and you get 10, year, 10 light years instead of eight. I think it's eight for a Titan, whatever off a Titan. So you get more range. And on top of that, if you have your own little group, you can just jump them all over with the Rorqual and then bring the ore back in the Rorqual and either jump that back and forth or whatever. And it also goes to an industrial Sino instead of a regular. So there's, there's a lot of advantages there for that. We kind of missed, didn't miss, but we kind of glossed over the whole compression coming in when, you know, when the changes were made to the industrial command ships and we got compression added in. That can't be overstated how huge that was to folks, you know, the smaller mining groups well, in high sec well, all the way through no. Well, let's be clear. Compression's been in the game for quite some time. It the compression that got added was moon compression and gas compression, but the compression generator, which allowed every single mining ship in range of the generator, which this took quite a bit of lobbying as well. The range of the generator matched the range of the bonuses pretty much within half a kilometer or so. So that if you were getting the mining bonuses from the support ship, you also got the compression bonuses from the support ship. So every Hulk, Mackinac, Retriever, Venture, whatever, could all compress on board. And like you said, that was a gigantic game changer. And it was instant compression. Yes, a window pops up. Sorry. But, but yeah, but I'm instant not compression. for the small group that only has like say you know a single orca and but they've got three or four barges or five barges out there in that little core they're filling that orca up which then has to go empty every 30 to 45 minutes now that bad boy can sit out there as long as it's got fuel you know right and and if it's really bad you could probably send one hauler out and load up that hauler with 25k and and that'll last you another what six hours or so at least oh yeah yeah it's yeah the because like with an orca it's roughly sixteen thousand units of heavy water that'll last a little roughly two and a quarter hours easy yeah well you can okay so maybe you don't know this if you have heavy water in your cargo it'll still pull heavy water out of your cargo you don't have to have it in the fuel bay Oh, I can't. I've always been moving it to the fuel bay. I never didn't know that. All right. Yeah. Good yeah. safety tip. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, if you just, yeah, it will not pull from your fleet hanger, but it will pull from your cargo. 
and it does the same thing on the Rockwell. So Rockwells would go out with a hundred eighty-four thousand back in the old days in their in their cargo bay. You would siege up in a POS back when they covered the whole system, and you could do it at login on like a Saturday morning. Log in, make a fleet, and turn your POS shields off so no one could come in, and you could boost the whole system all day, and people could join and leave the fleet. And they would get boosts all day, and your worker would run all day off the heavy water and the cargo. So, yeah, but, and that works for the porpoise as well. So, as long as your heavy water is in your fuel bay or in your cargo bay, it will continue to draw from it. Yeah, the porpoise cargo bay, a little tiny. It's not, yep. gonna, yeah, but that's all right, you know. Yeah, so, and, you know, that's just part of it, managing that. I mean, it is what it is on the porpoise and the orca because they can't jump anywhere. But for the Oracle, you've got fuel in there for jump fuel and for bridging now or portaling, whatever you want to call it. So, yeah, that was a, a gigantic game changer. Not only did it change for the people on the gathering end, it also made it significantly easier for the industrialists to gather that ore from the people who are to... I don't want to say gather because people well, shipping it. Well, shipping yeah. it from place shipping to place. It, yeah. Exactly. It made it much, much more efficient to ship the ore everywhere. And instead of refining it in high sec and just shipping the moon goo, which was really, really small, now it made it to where you can ship the ore and refine it in null sec at a much higher refine rate because they did bump the refine rate by 2% in null. So, yeah, because in, in high sec, the most I'm getting with a perfect refiner is roughly 78%. You yeah, know, and I, get, and, I get 90, I think it's 90.6, something like that. So, and that's, that's a hell of a difference. You know, that's worth shipping the compressed ore out to be done right. much better. Uh, absolutely. And, and that's part of how I live on my margins, right? If I buy the ore from people who mine in high sec like yourself, and I buy it based on a price that's set by the reprocessing in high sec, and then I reprocess in null sec, then all of that difference between the two reprocessing rates minus my shipping is all profit over and above what I make on the profit of doing what I do with the material. Yep, yep I like that. that that's a good deal. Okay, so all the mining changes are done, and now we need to start building again. So right around April, I think it was April of 22, almost a year to the day where the doomsday industry changes came out. Now, there's been a few tweaks to industry, but they've been kind of minor. But now the new industry comes out, and it basically turns everything on its head again. And there's quite a few changes across the board. And all of a sudden, hey, you know what? You can, can build, build capital. Few, yeah, I can build a few things and it, and it doesn't kill me. And uh, people can actually afford them to a certain degree. So now there, was, there was a lot of changes at that point on what the capital components needed, wasn't there? That made that doable again? No, it was, it was the, it, what we would call a BOM a bill of materials. So if you looked at a dreadnought before and you counted the number of capital components it needed, it would be significant. And all they did was cut it down to about half of what it required before. So the, the price basically not quite halved because capital components are only a percentage, but they also tripled the output of the auto integrities and the life supports and reduce their volume and a few other things. So basically, dreads came down. I'm, I, I, I don't know what all has been said publicly because that's been almost a year ago now. But I'll, I'll say it like this. The, the dreads were made to be the cheaper ones. And then carriers were the, the next. And then faxes were the next expensive in that order, kind of. And... The dread price initially dropped significantly, and I was building them for about 3.1, 3.2 billion, 
just to press buttons. And now that number is right about four because the demand on the materials has gotten so high, especially with the new Navy dreads coming out and stuff now that we're starting to reach the equilibrium, right? So that was April of 2022. It is now November of 2022. So what, seven months later? And we still haven't reached equilibrium. The good now, news now is- Now, for, for some of the folks that may not be in the loop, so to say, can you kind of explain what you mean when you say equilibrium? So equilibrium to me is, if you look at a JITA price and the amount that you pay for the materials is, is pretty much steady over time. So when the, when the change came out in April, there was little to no demand on the materials because no one was building. Well, then there was a little spike in demand. So the materials went up slightly, but it was still, still livable, right? And then summertime came and everybody's, all, a lot of the dreads that were on the market from before all gotten scarfed up. So now a lot of the sales were based strictly on building. Well, builders need to build to sell those. So then the pressure on those resources started going up. Price went up. Well, everybody's like, hey, this is worth more now, or I'll gather this today instead of that. So there was some shifting of what people went after when they went out to gather and make ISK. So then certain things reacted. There was also a bug now that's fixed where some of the chemical labs wouldn't respawn properly and stuff. So some of the drops were kind of, kind of, for lack of a better term, they were, they were bugged. And, uh, but that's kind of returned now. So a lot of that stuff is that the gathering is starting to steady out or at least reach a plateau. Now, can it go higher? Certainly. If, if there's a run on, I don't know, Galente parts or something like that, I'm sure that people in those space will kind of shift what they're gathering to, to gather a little more in that. But then they threw these Navy dreads in the mix. Well, then the demand went through the roof almost overnight for all the same parts. Because to build a Navy Dread and a a regular Dread, it's the same identical parts. It's just the ME0 BPO or BPC. So the demand kind of shot through the roof. So stuff jumped up about 10 or 15%. And it's going to take a while to kind of people to to gather more and, and kind of bring it back down. I don't think it really reached equilibrium before because it was still slowly dropping but very slow but still slowly dropping and a good chunk of that is would you call it like the early adopters i got to be the first one to have that navy dread so big push on that oh absolutely absolutely yeah there was there was you know and and the fact that they're good right I don't know that you're ever going to see a null set group with 500 of them anytime soon, just simply because the blueprints are so hard to come by. But for certain applications and certain uses, they are incredibly strong. So I I think you'll see them. I I think a lot of people wanted hanger queens or be the first in their corp, whatever, to have them. So there was some of that. But I think there will be long-term demand for these things for sure and that long-term demand in addition to the demand for the regular dreads and the and the and the carriers and this kind of stuff is all returning at the the counts of number of people logged in i'm looking right now there's like twenty-seven thousand people logged in we haven't seen that high of a number in months so more people logged in more demand for ships more people to mine all that stuff has to reach some sort of equilibrium to where I can look at a price today and look at a price the same day a month from now, and they're pretty close. And so far, since April of 2022, that has not been the case, really. Stuff is still moving. Now, some of it's been external, like you know all these new blueprints put in the game. But nevertheless, stuff still isn't static yet or at equilibrium. And 
the Tech 2 stuff is still dropping because there's a lot more moon goo out there. And, and so there, there's still some other things happening in the market that are affecting industry. But by and large, stuff is still moving considerably on pricing. Now, one of the folks in chats, Edel, I believe it is, mentions, you know, he's saying, what went the blue blueprints are not that hard to come by all right take that as opposed to you saying they were hard where i understand that is he's saying they're not hard to get you know they're farmable i think what you're saying is yeah but there's not a lot of them yet is that right. an accurate statement correct yeah i i mean i would buy 350 to 400 of them and i i mean right now i see like 10 maybe on contracts, and I don't know anybody that has 400 million loyalty points laying around that would sell them to me. So, you know, it's, it's, it's not that they're not available, they're just not available in a quantity that's needed for a large NullSec alliance to make a fleet of them. Okay, another, another interesting question, which we kind of slid over earlier when we were talking about some of the changes. But was non-watch asks how much did Moongoo demand drop with hack nerfs when they uh, re I'm going to say rebalanced as opposed to nerf because I'm Galente and we never get buffed. So actually, Moongoo demand for me has gone up because all I did was well I don't know if I want to say it yet but well hell we're we're gonna have them out soon. PL retired Munins close to a year ago now we haven't used them but what we have been using instead is eos and vultures and then we just came out with slap nurse to replace the munins which is basically just a gigantic tankier more dps munin slower obviously but it requires a lot more moon goo and i just used ton of moon goo this morning because i was asked to build something else so i think you're going to see more demand on the moon goo as people build new ships because they're not going to replace the munins and the hacks with you know assault frigates they're going to go up the chain and as you go up the chain it uses more moon goo at least that's what i'm hoping i know that's what we're doing i don't know where other groups are going to fall out so I, I'm kind of interested to see. It's 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 kind of happening now. People are starting to burn through their marine piles, and and they're going to have to make some decisions. And I I don't know where a lot of the groups have have made their decisions yet. Just looking over the chat there. Do, do, do nothing. Okay, Mungu. Let's say Munin's apparently pretty good in the abyss. Out of my experience, base. I'll take your word for it, Highbrand. <laughs> Yeah, the whoever Estelle uh, Etel I'm not sure. Yeah, the Allegiance system should be coming soon. It was delayed from the initial launch, and it, once the Allegiance system comes, instead of the whole corp or the whole alliance having to join faction warfare, just one pilot can join. I'm really looking forward to when you have a high set corp and you have a Galente faction warfare Allegiance guy. And an Amar faction warfare allegiance guy, and they're both in the same corp, and they meet on a mining op or something. Are they going to be allowed to shoot each other and pod each other in the same corp, even if I even will. if the uh, that switches for the aggressive is turned off? How how is that going to work out? I, I think I, yeah, especially because so at the at the core level they've got friendly fire enabled or disabled if Correct. it's disabled what's the they're technically at war with each other Correct. at an individual level it'll be interesting yeah yeah so i'm kind of and i don't know the answer i i purposely have not asked to csm because i want to i want to kind of see how it shakes out i'm, I'm kind of interested in that one so but i, th I think that's going to be a, quite a neat little feature coming in there we've seen with the allegiance system getting the heck of a lot closer a lot of null groups are 
looking at the different factions going, eh, let me jump in on this a little bit. You know, we've had some movement from a couple of the larger groups that are siding one way or another. And, you know, one of the casual remarks is, you know, oh, is Null so boring you're going to come into LOSEC? The counter to that being, could be a lot of damn fun. Yeah, there is a, there is a couple Null groups that have, I think, I think there was something on Reddit that Horde sending a SIG. I I would I would expect goons to send a. I think they call them SIGs too. I'm not sure what they call them, but you know a group down there. I know I I heard that Test joined Caldari. But was, I'm uh, not, either Caldari or or Lente, uh, but yeah. Yeah, I, I'm not a I'm not a meta type of guy, so I don't know all that crap, but. I, there are some groups that are supposedly joining the militias. I, I'm not. I'm sure it's a cash direct cash grab of some sorts because the you know the idea of quick isk, especially something that's new, they think they can push some people around and make some quick isk. And if this system, as CCP's kind of hinted, that this system that they're using with the front lines is something that they could see gravitating to other areas of space, then maybe they just want to try it out and see how it works. So that yeah. if they see it in some other areas, they may be a little more prepared for how it works. Okay, yeah. One of the folks just confirmed over there. Test is Caldari. The Siege Green folks went to the Amar side. And Horde is on yeah. the Minmatar. There's somebody right. that jumped well, in on the Caldari, or excuse me, Galentan. I can't remember who. Yeah, the, the guy that says that one corp left from Horde, I'm not sure if that was in addition to the SIG or if they were the SIG or how how that all works. But I, I know that there was a group that was going, and it may have been the SIG and the corp are kind of synonymous, and so they just left as a corp. But I would imagine there's still going to be some more involvement across the board from from NullSec in this area. That should be kind of fun. You know, a lot of the faction war folks, they're used to, you know, fights on the, you know, five on five through 30 on 30 size. Yeah. You know, when, when a 600 man SIG shows up, that's a, a different scale. Yeah. Not not to say, I mean, we all know Snuff will third party in on something in a heartbeat, which they have done quite recently. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's going to be, you know, the little groups are like, oh, yay, faction warfare. We're getting some love. Hey, wh- where where the hell these three fleets of Null Suckers come from? <laughs> you know, they're they're eating our bacon and, and, and stealing our biscuits and, you know is what it is. If you make something, if you make the rewards worth it, people are going to figure that out pretty quickly. And, you know, they're going to go try push button and take bacon for themselves. Yeah, like you mentioned earlier, a bit of a gold rush initially. And a lot of them with the, and I'm not too sure how the whole heraldry thing is going to work. But what's that? Heraldry is not going to have anything to do with faction warfare per se. Heraldry you're talking about allegiance. 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 Sorry. Yeah. Heraldry is is the the pretty stuff on your ships with your corp and your alliance logo and that stuff. Uh, but the allegiance, yeah, I'm 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 extremely interested in that because I have a couple guys in my high sec industry corp that are quite capable of you know shooting things, and uh, but I'm not going to put that corp in in faction warfare. I mean that's that's you know, basically suicide for the corp, right? So, but if if by one or two guys that can shoot stuff want to go join and shoot people, then allegiance is is my way in. You know what? That's so, that very well is going to be my way in too, because I was I've been approached and been talking with a number of the different faction warfare groups. Galente only, by the way, because that's the only one that matters. The rest of them are trash, and. You know, that's always the thing is, okay, which characters do I move? Do I need to come out of my core? You know, just all the little peculiarities. Yeah, it's, it's, 
there's going to be some definitely changing times coming up for sure. And again, I don't know how all this is going to shake out. I don't have a crystal ball. But at the end of the day, if there's 27,000 people online on a Sunday afternoon instead of 20,000 people online, I don't much care what they're doing as long as they're doing something. And having fun. I mean, that's the bottom of the name of the game I, on that. I don't even care if they're having fun, honestly. As long as they're just there. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I, I get it. No, I mean, obviously, if, if you're not having fun, you're just going to hit the little X and, uh, you know, see you in a couple months. Let me, let me know how it works out for you. And I think that's why we got down to the, you know, the player counts that were so low. Now that a lot of the, for lack of a better term, housekeeping stuff and all the industry stuff is kind of packaged with a bow on top. You know, there's still some, there's still some corners of the wrapping paper that we need to, you know, cover over and, and, and make pretty. But the, the large box of doo-doo that we had to endure for two years is, you know, over there in the corner safe. Now they can get back to making stuff that 92% of the, the, the player base cares about and, and wants to do. I know this is something that even if you knew the answer, you couldn't say. But one of the initials on scarcity is reduce the stockpiles. Mm-hmm. Whether it has or hasn't, I really don't care at this point. You know? Yeah, but- it, it did for sure, reduce the stockpiles. Now, to me, the scarcity is not what did it. But the second industry change where they changed the DNA, I'm sorry, the first industry change when they changed the DNA and the BOMs and we had that five-week window there, that was the highest index that my system had ever been. And I was building in three systems simultaneously to jam through as many dreadnoughts as possible prior to the change. I had roughly, and I I even enlisted help from guys in PL because this was a little too big for me to even handle. And we consistently had on 32 to 3,500 jobs simultaneously to try and jam through as many ships as possible to burn up the stockpiles before we had to start adding the moon goo and the and the and the gas and all this stuff. So that did more for the stockpiles than all the scarcity stuff. Just the literally the threat of the change. Even if the change Correct. hadn't shown up, stuff's been used. Interesting. Correct. Interesting. One of the folks is stealing Teal again says faction warfare nice for industrials all those ships destroyed yeah and for us little high sec guys that's a lot of battle cruisers and below that we can build rather easily to help replenish so that you're right it's even though it's not in full swing yet i've seen a change in my area of just you know what i want to try and sell off right and, and a lot of those ships are smaller like the the frigate areas and stuff to me, that is the large use for assault frigates and that kind of stuff for those small complexes. Nullsec uses them a little bit, but I think Faction Warfare uses them a lot more. There's, there's a large group of Faction Warfare that only flies frigates and just does the small complexes and that kind of stuff. So a, a lot of the use case, and I've seen the volumes in Jita go up on those ships simply because of that so much so that i'm probably going to start making them in high sec again yeah oh a slight transition i'm going to take a quick look at the uh, chat see if there's any questions in there but prior to the show you and i had talked briefly about some of the third-party tools out there some of them that are pretty accurate some that haven't kept up with the changes and your thoughts on what will help somebody right now yeah the, the, I think they've all kept up on the changes. The only one I don't know about is Eve Isk per hour because I've, I've never used that one. Well, I can't say never. I, I've tried it, but I never – it was it, 
it just seemed like it was pulling teeth the whole time to try and make it work. So I'm not saying that one's good, bad, or otherwise. I'm just saying I'm not familiar enough with it to talk about. But a couple of the big things that I want to talk about, the two big ones that I use are the Lazy Blacksmith and the Eve Cookbook. Ravworks is also another very good tool that's used. And also Fuzzy Steve and Lazy Blacksmith's site are both very similar. The, the main difference is the Lazy Blacksmith site will save my settings. So that's the, that's the main reason I use that. And the same with Cookbook. I kind of wanted to go over why some of the changes are different. But we, we, I mean, it's already been an hour. We definitely don't have time for that. We may have to save that for, a, for another show or we can, we can tease it coming soon or something where we can just basically talk about the third-party tools. But they are, they are getting very, very good. They will really help the new players muddle through a lot of the industry stuff. And not any one tool is the super tool, which is also nice because everyone, you know, everyone has a, a place, but the tools are very much G-I-G-O. You remember that from when you were a kid, garbage in, garbage out. So you have to be able to read the tools in order to get the information that you need to build and make ISK. And I happen to have Ravworks, Lazy Blacksmith, and Eve Cookbook, and I just posted the links in chat for the folks that haven't seen those before. Yep, perfect. Yeah, that's definitely the three that I use. And like I said, Fuzzworks also works really well. The one thing about Fuzzworks is, well, I don't know if it's still like that, but you used to be able to mouse over the little industrial symbol, and it would tell you what type of facility you needed to build it in. I'm not sure if it still does that or not, to be honest. I'm looking for my copy of it right now, and I don't see it on my easy, my, my cheat sheet section. Here, I got it up. So let's see, industry tools, throughput calculator. We'll do something. We'll do a Munin because I know that's going to be a special one. Nope, it doesn't anymore because you can build anything anywhere. Yeah, so it doesn't come up anymore. But still, they all, all, the, all those tools definitely have a place. Use the ones that you're comfortable with. But the next show that we have where you see Nick and I, and this is something that both of us want to do a little more of. And we can go into how Nick does his industry and how I do how I would do the same thing. And then you get a kind of idea how a little a, a smaller operation would do it and how a you know slightly larger operation would do it. And then maybe if you're in the middle, you take a little bit of one, a little bit of the other. If you're a big guy then you, or you want to be a big guy, you maybe look at the differences in how you would need to grow to go from a small one to a larger one, that type of thing. But it's something Nick and I want to do more often, and uh, we, we need to make it work somehow. Uh, and if you've got... Be... Oh, I'm sorry for interrupting, but like for the folks that are industry-related, you know, feel free to you know, chat us up in the uh, TIS Discord if you have a particular area or topic you'd like us to go into a little more. You know, in addition to what we're what we're going to do, we can always definitely look at that. Yeah, for sure. And keep keep an eye out because uh, I have quite a bit of time off between now and the end of the year, and uh, so uh, there's a, there's a lot of things I wanted I wanted to cover, and CSM got in the way a lot of a lot of it, just because there were so many things I couldn't talk about. But now that I'd say ninety five percent of that is over, we can get back to the basics now. We've gone kind of through the history, and then we can move on to where we are and uh, and how to build certain things, how to use the tools to match what you see in game, and how to kind of build efficiently. I am not going to sit here and go over, hey, you need to build whatever this ship this week because you make ISK on it, because that's just, that's crazy. 
by the time that also changes so rapidly you're screwed yeah that also changes so rapidly something i had asked you about before you know on the stream when we were just yakking and this being your third time on the csm in a row you can't run this next time do you have any personal kenneth feld objectives between now and the end of your run that you're allowed to or would be comfortable telling us on sure well like i said cleaning up the last bit of industry there's still a few tweaks that we we want to do to kind of clear up the i guess for lack of a better term pain points there's still a couple areas that i never liked from the get-go and now that it's i don't want to say maintenance mode but it's you know the, the heavy lifting is done the few things that cause the most pain now there's a, a few tweaks we can do to reduce that pain but still keep the complexity and and so i'm going to try and get those done we have a summit in january this year so it's the first time this is my third year on the csm csm 15 and 16 did not have a summit we didn't even have a virtual summit so this will be my first summit in iceland um, and I'm looking forward to that. And a lot of that is going to be forward thinking because it's going to be in January. And, you know, they, they've already announced some stuff that's coming out in December. So obviously that's already done. So what you're looking at for January, especially now that FanFest is going to be next September, I would imagine that a lot of the stuff that we're going to talk about in January, there'll be hints of it throughout the late spring. and you know, FanFest will be the big reveal for a lot of the stuff and it'll be a fall release. I don't know for sure. That's the reason I can talk about it. I'm just guessing based on the timeline. I mean, anyone with half a brain could look at the timeline and figure out, oh, if there's a summit in January, you know, that's kind of how stuff would work. And so I imagine a lot of the stuff that we'll talk about will be coming out later in the year. And obviously elections are going to be April, May, June timeframe. And so my information will be cut off after that, and I'll have no idea how it's morphed. You know, I'll kind of have an idea of, you know, what they're going to touch, but how it gets morphed and that kind of stuff, I will know nothing about that until I hear it at FanFest like everybody right. else. Right, and that the September FanFest 2023, that's 20th anniversary action of EVE. Correct. So I'm anticipating some big reveals because it's we're talking 20 years i'm actually going to stick a crowbar in my wallet and try and make it to it so because i've been playing long enough i figure I, I owe myself one yeah this mick beggar and chat about the multiple jobs at one click dude i've been asking for that since 2014 the day after the industry ui came out and that will not happen they do not have the infrastructure to do those calculations. Even if you look at that Eve cookbook, if you try and put in that you want to build 20 dreads off of, or even 10 dreads off of one BPC, it will time out on you in error. The most you can do is about five dreads off of one BPC. And that's just because of the run calculations that it needs to do for that. That it it it's just not set up for that i would love it it would be super nice the same thing with stacking bpcs the calculations and and the checks that it has to make to make sure that they're all the same and stuff it's just yeah. it, it, need, it it's one of those quality of life that looks good on paper but in practicality it'd be a major obstacle on the programming side and the database side even more because i'm more familiar with that right yeah it would be nice it would be awesome i get it maybe one day we're there i didn't think we'd ever get to the point where we have elite skills now that allow 15 clones right no one ever no one ever thought a third tier skill would come out and they're here no one ever thought that you would have multiple clones in a in a station but it, that's here as well so never say never but right now it's not ready for prime time 
All right. Any uh, final words at the end from you, Ken? Kenneth? No. It's just this was this was fun. Definitely, definitely want to do more. So stay tuned. I have a bunch of the stuff queued up on the third party tools already. So I'll keep that up. Next weekend I'm traveling, but I don't know if you got time midweek or something. And just and we're always on TIS Discord. Both of us are. And uh, hopefully there, we'll there's be able a, to build on this a little bit. Yeah, there's an industry sub channel in the TIS Discord, and we frequent frequent hell. I live there, but yeah, pop in, say hi, tell us to screw off, give us ideas for what you'd like to see in the show side, and what we're allowed to talk about. And that'd be fine. Hey, one answer here to Ness. Um, the changes to T2 ships, I purposely had them put it in one of the end of the year updates because that I know what you're talking about. They said that, you know, changes to T2 ships are next or something like that was in one of the blogs. And that was actually a lack of a better term, a misprint. And one of the end of the year update blogs that was put out specifically said in there that T2 industry is fine and they don't plan on touching it. And as far as I know, that is still the answer. All right. Once again, hey, appreciate everybody coming by and hanging out with us. Once again, see us at the TIS Discord or in space. Get out there, have fun, and take care, everybody. And the bad news bears made it through a show. Woohoo!